Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Haug, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for today's episode. For today's guest, I had the opportunity to chat with an incredible man by the name of Rhett Taylor. He is one of the co-founders of Ned and Ned is a wellness brand that creates full spectrum hemp oils and products like body butters and lip balms. So today's chat was really an opportunity to talk all about full spectrum hemp oil, who it's good for, some of the misconceptions surrounding it. We also dive into Rhett's experience with his mom having breast cancer and how that was one of the inspirations to create the company. We dive into nature and the way that that can have such an impact on us as humans and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. So a little more about Rhett. He is inspired by his passion for natural remedies and empowered by his 14 years as a successful entrepreneur. Prior to starting Ned, Rhett worked to bring greater environmental stewardship to Saudi Arabia, co-founded the Green Building Council of Brazil, the country's leading voice for sustainability, and taught thousands of New Yorkers how to reconnect with nature and move naturally through one of the city's most popular meetup groups, MoveNat NYC. So that was kind of a cool part of today's conversation where we talked about how that was born in Central Park and how they were able to exercise using nothing other than their natural surroundings. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy that. But yeah, prior to founding Net, Rhett spent a decade as founder and CEO, one of the leading sales groups in the hospitality furniture vertical. And now he's most passionate about experimenting with and helping people thrive through the powers of nature, nutrition, and movement. So let's get into today's episode, my conversation with Rhett Taylor, one of the co-founders of Net. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's fantastic to finally connect with you. Yeah, you as well. I've been uh, listening to your show and uh, feel like I'm starting to get to know you. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we'll just kick things off here, Rhett, um, by taking everybody back to your days in Manhattan and what that was like. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm a long ways away from there right now. I, I live up in the mountains in Boulder, Colorado, but... Um, let me go back quickly to Manhattan. Um, it was it was a good time for me. I was 27, early, you know, late 20s, early 30s, living in the big city, uh, doing my thing, and um, you know, moving fast and and uh, doing quite well. But just like really longing for nature, really longing to get out, and 
and I finally did. And that was to Central Park, which is right in the middle of Manhattan. And that became kind of my uh, my stomping grounds and my therapy office and my saving grace. Um, and started climbing trees and lifting rocks and logs and then started being joined by a bunch of people. And, and I mean a bunch of people, thousands of people. <laughs> um, turned out there were a lot of other people living in the city that wanted to get outdoors and wanted to reconnect with nature. And... Um, and that's what we did for a number of years, and we had a good time at it. Mm, that sounds amazing. And in terms of what those workouts looked like, would you just kind of freestyle depending on what the environment was like that day? Yeah, sort of. We would use the environment as our gym, but it did have a structure. We were really using our bodies for what they were designed for, which is to run and jump and climb and lift and carry and catch and throw and swim and defend. And so we, we were looking at each of those different modalities and we were really trying to figure out how best to do that. How do you really jump? Nobody ever had taught anyone how to really jump and, and to like stick a landing when you needed to um, or to climb or to be able to pull yourself up you know, from ground level up to something higher than your head. You know, how do you get up there? So these are the sorts of things that we're born with and children are innately able to do, but then we start to lose that as we outsource all our movements, as we outsource, you know, all the things that make us moving animals. Um, and we sit behind desks and we open our refrigerators for our food. So, um, we kind of tend to lose that. And so this was really about bringing those movements back and how to then incorporate them into sort of a hero's lifestyle so that you are capable, so that if called upon, you can do these sorts of things. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it also just, when you're doing that, it just feels good. I was an ultra marathon runner, a marathon runner before that. Um, and I was always also in the gym, you know, lifting weights and doing what we did back in the early 2000s and it was so boring and it was so dull and uh you know there was something that felt really right about being outdoors about moving naturally about feeling the bark feeling the ground um getting a little sweaty a little bloody a little dirty and there's something that just feels right about that because it is natural mm -hmm. and then what happened next so you were in manhattan and you said that's a far away place from where you are right now. So what brought you back to Colorado? Well, I actually lived in Saudi Arabia for two years between uh, New York and Colorado. I brought my uh, my former business there. And, um, and I lived in Riyadh, which is really the tough city. If you're into fitness, if you're into spirituality, it's a tough place to live. There's not even sidewalks to walk down if you even wanted to. But anyways, uh, great people, not a great place though. And I just craved nature. I craved the consciousness that comes with yogis and Boulder, Colorado. And I just needed to get back. And, you know, I had, had uh, gotten married and had my daughter just before moving there. And I also realized that um, it wasn't going to be the right place for my family. So we moved to Colorado and it was a necessary move for all of us. 
And it turned out to be the right one because Colorado's been the place where I've been able to, over the last five years, really discover what's truly important to me. And that came through spending quite a bit of time outdoors and really taking my workouts to the mountains um, and having the sort of shift in my mind that workouts have become much more about exercising the brain and making it feel good as opposed to exercising the body and getting, you know, working on my six pack or something like that. Um, and I think that happens to a lot of us as, as we get a bit older. Um, I just turned 40 and the mentality is very different from when I was 30. And do you feel as though the place that you're at right now is where you see yourself for the rest of your life? At least the next 15 years, yes. Uh, I want to see my daughter graduate from high school here in Boulder. Uh, I'd like to see this is the right place for my business. We're in a community that's incredibly appropriate for our work, and I'm surrounded by amazing people um, in all facets of the business world that are incredibly helpful. And Boulder's a great place. Uh, I would like to, though, be further up in the mountains, a little deeper up with closer access to snowboarding and better fly fishing. And so eventually I'd like to, yeah, be high up on a, on a bigger ranch. Amazing. Now, what about your mom? How's your mom doing? Ah, yeah. Thanks for asking. She, um, she's doing great. In fact, um, she had cancer back, uh, five or six years ago now. And, uh, she's now cancer free and running marathons again. Mm, that's amazing. That's amazing. Would you say that she was the inspiration to create your company, Ned? She was one of the inspirations, for sure. Um, when she told me that she was going to, instead of do radiation, she would battle cancer through nutrition and movement and positive thinking, it, uh, it really scared me because... You know, I wanted her to do everything that she could, everything the doctors were telling her to do to battle cancer and to live. And um, she decided she would skip radiation. Um, and then I also realized what also scared me was that she really knew very little about what it meant to live an extremely healthy life, one that would battle her cancer. Um, and so I went out and, and living in Boulder, Colorado, I'm surrounded by health experts and I tapped into many of them. And, um, and yeah, one of the things that kept coming up over and over was CBD and cannabinoids. Uh, so I started buying them for her and then I quickly realized that, Hey, this might work for me too. Uh, as a, as an athlete, an endurance athlete, I was always inflamed and sore so I started using it for myself, and, and she was using it, um, and but neither of us really identified or connected with or found any sort of loyalty or affinity for any of the brands that were out there at the time, and uh, we just, I, I couldn't figure out how they were growing their hemp or how they were extracting, why they were in business and what their goals were, and, um, and so yeah, several years later, about two years later, actually, I, I started, I, I had a little time in the summer. My wife and daughter were in, in Europe, and I decided I would spend a bit of it meeting with hemp farmers. Um, and I did, and, and I met with a number of them all over Colorado. 
Um, and the idea was to create a product for my mom, for myself, for my friends, and for a small community here in Boulder. Because I knew that other people were feeling the same way without that sort of brand loyalty or affinity for any of the current brands. And I met with a bunch of farmers, and they were all good people, but they weren't farming hemp the way I thought it ought to be, which is with intention, which is for quality over quantity. And I kept hearing about this farmer out in Paonia, Colorado, which is this like farming mecca. Um, and I kept hearing about him, and I kept wanting to connect with him. And finally, it turned out my sister was able to connect us. And uh, and as soon as I met him and drove up onto his land, I knew he was our guy. He grows hemp very much like he grew marijuana for a decade, which is for super high quality. And he's also a he's way above and beyond organic. Organic is is simple to him. He's biodynamic, which is. You know, organic on steroids, uh, organic steroids, that is, with looking at moon phases and really having an understanding that there's a scientific basis to farming, but there's also a spiritual basis to it. And so he was growing his hemp in a way that was entirely about quality. He's got 12 acres. He was only farming one at the time. Um, and so meeting Kurt, I, I found our guy, and then he kind of put the couple more pieces together and, and we were off to the races. Um, business turned out to be more than just for my mom and I and our friends. Once my partner Adrian got involved, he said, no, we've really got something here. Let's, let's go big, which we have. That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. How did that conversation go between you and Adrian? I read that it was an October morning uh, climbing through the Alpines, I believe. So who said what to who and how did that conversation unfold for you guys? Yeah, well, you know, having really understanding that the CBD or full spectrum hemp uh, industry is entirely unregulated. A lot of people call it the Wild West, which it, it very much is. There are a lot of companies out there that are able to make claims that are untrue, and they do that. And so I, I knew that. And what I wanted was to create a business and create a, a product that would be entirely natural, entirely about quality, and at every step of the way, that product would take the high road, would take the quality road. And so I knew that in order to compete, I would need to be able to tell that story. And I'm a decent storyteller, but Adrian is a master storyteller. He's a master brand builder, and he's done it before in New York and Hong Kong, London, uh, Paris, and that's what he does. And so I called him up, and I said, here's what I've got. Let's do this. And uh, he didn't need too much encouraging. He was at a place in time when it just felt right for him. Um, but we went and we climbed South Rapaho Peak, which is up in the Indian Peaks Wilderness, not too far from Boulder. And uh, we actually got shut down before the summit. It was like 95 mile per hour gusts and blizzard conditions. But um, on that trip, we ended up creating the ethos and really the principles by which we would live, which, again, is of the highest quality level. And um, And yeah, so Adrian... Again, it was just the right time and place for him. He had just spent two and a half years traveling around the world after having an um, anxiety attack in front of his entire company. 
and having to completely change his life and his lifestyle. Uh, he, so he had spent a lot of time in India and Nepal, South America, and he had just decided to move to Colorado. And so I caught him, fortunately, at just the right time. And he has been able to tell our story. Mm-hmm. Where did the name come from? Um, you know, we looked at the market and it was either super scientific, you know, like very serious, or it was like very kind of granola or crunchy at the time. And um, so we, we decided we wanted a very simple, very approachable name, one that would sort of embody our business. And Adrian came up with the name Ned. Uh, we were trying to look for farmers in history or in literature, and we weren't really finding any. So we thought, you know, what's a good farmer's name? And, and Ned was that name. And Ned is really your guy who you go to when you're looking for a natural remedy. He's the guy you go to when you want to, you know, fix your fence or figure out why your truck is knocking. And um, he's a, a renaissance man. He's kind of our fictitious character of honestly who I hope to become. Mm, I love that. I love that it uh, has even the simplicity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Now, let's talk about the research behind CBD for people that are maybe not aware of um, who's, or what CBD would be good for, who it's good for. Let's dive into that, Rhett. Yeah, well, it is a dietary supplement. It's not a drug, although CBD has been classified as a drug in a in a uh, one called Epidiolex. So we're really not able to make too many health claims, and I think that that's actually a really good thing. Um, those are the rules that prevent people from, uh, you know, really being snake oil salesmen. And so it's a little difficult, but I will say that. You know, most of our customers come to us for four main reasons. I think the number one is for sleep. Uh, Us Americans, we we have a hard time sleeping. And um, and we're really looking for natural ways of improving that and getting away from the pharmaceuticals, uh, which have so many other side effects. So sleep is a big one. Uh, Anxiety is another big one. We're very anxious here in America. And... um, and CBD, full-spectrum hemp oil, um, cannabinoids have been found to relieve anxiety. Joint and muscle pain is another big one. Um, and then inflammation, which is really the main reason why I use our products. And as you probably know, in, disease stems from inflammation, uh, that and stress. So I do everything I can to reduce inflammation in my body. And it's what I've been working with my mom to do as well, because that's where the disease such as cancer can stem and grow. So what were some of the things that she noticed upon introducing CBD throughout her cancer journey? Well, you know, she'll be the first to say it was just part of a much larger program. Um, So, but it did, for her, it, it certainly did relieve pain and anxiety around her, her cancer. Certainly, it relieved the inflammation that was happening within her body, um, but she was also on an entirely plant-based diet. Um, she was you know, drinking mountain spring water and really being extremely healthy. She's also always been a runner, and um, she was running anywhere from three to eight miles a day, 
Uh, she has been for the last several years. She she actually lives in a a city north of Dubai called Ras Al Khaimah, and she started a running club there. And um, she's kind of a famous lady there for being the the sixty five year old runner. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> what? Uh, Why did she decide to move there? Uh, she's a professor. And okay. she's been teaching for the last three years at the American University there. She actually um, just left, and she'll be arriving here in Colorado tomorrow. Mm, that's amazing. I'm so glad that she's doing well, and that uh, yeah, this has been part of her part of her journey for sure. Now, what about misconceptions or myths? Are there anything surrounding CBD that you feel as though you want the audience to get some clarification around based on maybe what the media is saying in relation to CBD or what's common thought? Yeah, yeah. You know, we get tons and tons of questions, um, many of the same ones. And so I'll try to touch on a few of those same questions we get over and over. For one, um, you know, CBD is just one of over 100 cannabinoids. And it's really kind of the one of the two most famous. The other is THC. Uh, THC is the only cannabinoid that is psychoactive. It's the only one that will get you high. Um, and it's really not found at high levels in hemp. It's really more found in marijuana. So that's one myth. Uh, CBD will not get you high. CBD is, again, though, just one of many cannabinoids. Um, other cannabinoids include CBN, which is really good for sleep, CBG, which is good for anxiety, and then literally 100 plus more. Uh, and they find more and more every year. Um, so CBD, to call it CBD, which we don't, um, we call it full-spectrum hemp oil. Uh, full-spectrum meaning it has CBD, it has the tiny bit of THC that's legally allowed, it has CBN, CBG, etc. Um, that's really the proper way of, of uh, referring to it and really what you want when you're putting it in your body. Um, CBD itself is, again, one of the more famous ones. Um, but if you think of it like a rock band, uh, CBD would be like the lead singer. And it, you know, acapella is cool, but um, until you have the other band members like CBN and CBG and, uh, you know, on the bass and on the guitar and on the drums, then you're really not getting the full effect. And it's called the entourage effect. So when those cannabinoids all work together, they have a synergistic effect, which heightens the effect of the product. So, so that's one kind of misconception. Um, and when you're out there looking for CBD products or full-spectrum hemp oil products, uh, you should look for companies that call it full-spectrum hemp oil. Because as I mentioned earlier, uh, CBD has been classified as a drug or it's a it's a compound in a drug, Epidiolex. And so your companies are actually not allowed, according to the FDA, to call their products CBD. So if you see any bottles or any products on the market called CBD, they're directly out of compliance with FDA regulations. And companies either, they know that, but they know that they can market it better that way, and so they flaunt that, or they don't know that, which is also another scary thing. So uh, look for full-spectrum hemp oil. Those are kind of the a couple of the two the bigger myths. I'd be happy to, or not myths, but um, 
misconceptions or, or questions that we get. Happy to dive into more if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say I had no idea. Um, and I think it's a little different here in Canada too because marijuana is legal. So I don't know if that has an effect in any way in terms of, I don't know, from a marketing standpoint or from a company standpoint, but do you have competition in Canada or what's that like? You know, we, we're actually huge in Canada. Um, we have a ton of Canadian customers. They're not finding the level of quality in Canada that, that we produce here in Colorado. And they're not finding the full spectrum element. And so there are a lot, a lot of frustrated Canadians that aren't able to get high quality full spectrum hemp oil. Um, so we ship a good amount to Canada. However, just last week, we stopped doing that. Um, we're no longer shipping internationally because the it's be, we looked at the numbers and it just wasn't adding up. Uh, there is quite a bit of hassle, and and Canada also prefers to bolster its own products and doesn't want imports. So I don't know if that, that's part of your question, but Canada is on my mind right now. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, I've heard even when we try to... Like if, if we want, want to order something from the States and then we get it delivered here, by the time you pay customs and duty over and above your shipping costs, it's uh, pretty astronomical what that can end up being. So I'm sure yeah. from a company's perspective, it's probably the, the same sort of struggle, right? Yeah, it is. And we're having, you know, several rejected and then customers weren't happy. And we looked at the numbers and as as much sales as we do have in Canada, it's a very small fraction of uh, total sales. So yeah, unfortunately, you know, Australia is another one, the UK is another, um, and we just decided that it didn't make sense any longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then will you always continue to be an online company versus being um, like a brick and mortar where you would have specific places to purchase? Uh, well, we're going to be a direct-to-consumer online for the time being. And we look at companies like like Warby Parker, which launched and spent a good three years entirely online, really honing their message and, and voice to their customers and really also controlling that voice. Imagine if Warby Parker had been, you know, had accepted to be in LensCrafters um, and then they were sitting next to all these other brands that they were competing with and the salesperson didn't know their story. So we really love our position online on our pl- own platform. But then we do expect to have our own retail uh, spaces down the road. And, you know, we're, we're, we haven't even crossed two years yet. So we've got another few years we'd like to really develop that and then create our own uh, retail spaces in which we can really control the message and make sure that our customers are getting the right information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's so, yeah, so, so important. And even the ability to test the market and see if people are even interested in purchasing your product. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, uh, you can fly with an idea and not really know if people are even interested or if it's going to um, yeah, essentially sell in the way that, that you want it to go. So I think that's such a smart decision. Yeah. You know, we, um, 
we start with our products on our on our own website, and um, and then we have a few other channels that through which we like to test them. So yeah, it's a it's a good fit for us right now. Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. So what about balancing? being a businessman and also being a family man. You mentioned your wife and your daughter. How would you say you're able to balance the two? Well, you know, balance is, um, is tough. It's, it's, it's what everybody's seeking. I, I'm not entirely sure it's, it's possible. But um, I do sleep less than most people. <laughs> that helps. Um, I don't need as much sleep as a lot. But um, I, you know, we've got a good structure, and and um, and my wife is is uh, busy in her own right. She's a uh, recovering attorney, now an abstract artist, and um, she is an amazing painter. And my six-year-old daughter is always busy, but um, we spend quite a bit of uh, good family time together, and we live up in the mountains. Um, we've got a tiny little bit of land and we spend a lot of good quality family time up there. So, you know, I, I'm up early and I'm, and I'm up late, um, doing both work and family. Mm. Do you find that they ever blend? Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, the business is really almost entirely about my family. Uh, I told you the story about my mom, mm-hmm. but also my my former business, which I had for 12 years, uh, which was in hospitality furniture sales, it was it's a very good business, and I did quite well in it, but um, I wasn't entirely happy. In fact, I was pretty unhappy. And my wife said to me after a string of days in which I felt very frustrated and unhappy, she said to me, this was three years ago, she said, I don't want our daughter to see her father working and spending his life at something he doesn't find enjoyment, much less passion for. And that really stuck with me. And Ned is the embodiment of my passion. It's, the, it's exactly what I would do whether or not I was being paid for it. And it's what makes me find and feel fulfillment. And so... Doing this is a direct response to my wife's comment, which is on behalf of our daughter. So I really do want her to see her father um, finding passion in his work and finding fulfillment as well so that she'll have that example and do the same later on in life. Mm -hmm. Has she ever said anything to you about it? My daughter? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She um, she does. She asks a lot of questions. She's a very entrepreneurial mind, and she asks a lot of questions. And she, um, I think she's, I think she's proud too. Um, we've been on the cover of of our local magazine recently a couple times, and uh, our local magazines. And she, she, she just takes it in stride as if. Uh, of course, her father is on the cover of the magazine, you know. Um, but I think that she is proud of of what we're working toward. And um, in her six-year-old little mind, um, she sees her dad 
pretty happy and she gets involved you know we do a lot of it we use my home for for quite a lot of things and we have a lot of meetings there and she's she's there and i want her to be exposed to as much as possible Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, uh, while you were talking there, so much resonates with me. I, I work from home as well. And my son, uh, he's about three and a half. Um, and we have another on the way. But because I work in the online space, he's been around for a lot of my business related things. And a lot of the clients I work with know him and kind of have a relationship with him. So he's just as excited for me to hop on and, and chat with a client as what the client is to um, chat with me, which I think is so, so I think it's so important for when, when you are so passionate about it to bring them in and invite them in and let them see how much joy it brings into your life. So it's not a, yeah, I really, I really like the idea of the blendingness. So I love that you shared that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's important and it's fun. And yeah. yeah who, who knows what they're absorbing, but, um, but it's, it's exciting. And, and the more you can, can offer the, the better it will be, I believe. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Now, for the listener who is interested in getting started with your products, I would love to know all the different products that you guys sell and then also what each of them may be good for. I believe that there's different dosages depending on uh, maybe if you're familiar with using the product or not familiar with it. So can you shed some light on that? Sure, yeah. So we we have tinctures and topicals. Uh, In the tinctures, those are the oils. Uh, those are dropped underneath the tongue and the capillaries beneath the tongue will absorb and then you swallow down. So we have three of those. It starts at a 300 milligram and goes up to 750 and then 1500 milligrams. We stop at 1500 milligrams because once you begin to go above that, you have to start including isolate, which is a synthetic product that's Basically, it's it's the CBD isolated out from the rest of the cannabinoids and it's it's just not a... It's not a practice or, or process that we stand behind. So we stop at 1,500, but 1,500 milligrams is quite a bit. Um, if you're taking 10 milligrams a day, that'll last you for five months. Um, most people take anywhere from 10 to 30 milligrams a day. And so, yeah, the 300 is a good place to start if you're just trying, just wanting to try it out, see how you feel for a few weeks. Uh, the 750 is our best selling. It's you've got a good value there, um, and then the 1500 is really for people who use it quite a bit, and also there's deeper value savings there as well. So, and then we also have a body butter, which is a topical application, and it's a beautiful blend of amazing herbs, botanicals, and cannabinoids full spectrum of them. Um, and that would go on any sort of acute pain. So a lot of people use it for arthritis. I use it when I've done a big workout, uh, it goes on my knees and hips and thighs or my shoulders. And then we have our lip balms, which, uh, you know, we got, uh, comments over and over and over again. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm putting your product on my on this blemish or that blemish on my skin, and it cleared up immediately. And so we made a lip balm, and and they're very they're they're wonderful. And we actually wild harvest a lot of the ingredients that go into our products, and and uh, I'm very proud of all of them. Mm. Is there is there a particular time of day that's better to consume it? 
it depends on what you're consuming for. If it's for like myself, uh, for inflammation and really just general health and wellness, I take it at night. It also helps me sleep better. It helps my wife certainly sleep better. And um, so if it's about sleep, then certainly, you know, a little bit before bedtime, half hour or so. If it's about anxiety or PTSD, depression, um, if it's about joint and muscle pain, then many, many people use it in the morning. Um, and a lot of most people, though, I would say use it, um, you know, after waking up and then before going to bed. And for me, I use our uh, our tincture before bed and our topical in the morning uh, after my workouts. Very cool. Now, what about ages? Is there any age that you recommend is too young or any age that you recommend is too old? What are your thoughts? Uh, certainly not too old. Um, definitely not. And then as far as youth goes, you know, full-spectrum hemp oil really became came onto the map through the uh, amazing effects that it had with children with um, many, many multiple epileptic seizures. And uh, there were children that had as many as 200 a day. And for quite a long time, there, there was not a good cure for this. Um, and a good 10 years or so ago, um, some parents began using full-spectrum cannabinoids and uh, or full-spectrum uh, hemp oil, and they found that those seizures went from 200 to perhaps two or perhaps one a week. Um, and so uh, quite a few parents and families moved to Colorado to be able to avail themselves to that. Now you can all over the U.S. and Canada and many places in the, in the world. Um, quite a few... Uh, states have passed, I think 46 states at this point have passed um, what's called Charlotte's Law, which makes it legal for parents to administer full-spectrum hemp oil to their children that have um, recorded cases of epileptic seizures. So, you know, I always recommend that parents do their own research and make their own decision here. But uh, I will say that my daughter has used our products a number of times, and I'm happy that she does. What does she say happens for her when she takes it? I just uh, know a child's perspective can be can be interesting yeah. just to, just from a description a description standpoint. I wouldn't say that we've given her ever enough to um, for her to really actually feel it, but we can see it when she falls asleep easier, and it's only two stories instead of three. Um, and if she's ever been sort of sick or I might notice that her immune system might be off, um, I think that that's been a good time for her to, to get it. But she's never noticed that she's had it. Interesting. Now, what about what's on the horizon? Do you guys have new products in the works or where is the company heading headed over the next couple of years? Yeah, well, in the long term, we are heading, you know, we never wanted to be just a, a CBD full-spectrum hemp company. That just so happened to be the first product that we launched with. It's here in our backyard here in Colorado. But our mission is to become a better first line of defense for people 
aside from doctors and handfuls of prescription medication that lead to other handfuls and more handfuls. So we're, we're looking to create natural remedies, alternative medicine, alternatives to the pharmaceuticals that are out there through, again, natural products. So we hope to, and we're working toward, um, having a suite of products that you could go to, just like you might go to Ned and say, hey, um, I have a cold, or I'm feeling run down, or I am feeling some anxiety, I'm having trouble sleeping. Instead of going to a doctor and, and being prescribed pharmaceuticals, we'd like people to have the option to go to us and receive natural remedies that don't have those same side effects, that are natural, that are healthy. So that's the long-term vision. Um, in the short term, though, we're launching in less than a month a product line that's geared specifically for women and hormone balance and menstrual relief. Uh, it's a question we had literally hundreds of times um, in the last year and a half. Does your product help with hormone balance? Does it help relieve PMS? And it absolutely does but we are formulating a product line that's specifically geared toward that, which um, we're super, super excited about. And it will, there will be um, a tincture, it will help with uh, hormone balance throughout the month. Another that helps during your period for relief, there's a, a soothing salve to rub on your abdomen or your back. And then there's a, a roll-on, which is energetically uplifting. Um, and each of these contain full-spectrum cannabinoids, um, or the full spectrum of cannabinoids, as well as uh, botanicals and herbs like black cohash and cramp bark, uh, valerian, which are known to help alleviate um, symptoms of, of uh, menstrual issues. Very cool. And yeah. who comes up with all of it? Like, who comes up with the dosages and what's going to go into the specific products. Is that just you and Adrian or do you guys have other people on your team that are coming up with that? Yeah, it's a, it's a team effort for sure. Um, the, we worked with three different botanists and herbalists and, uh, natural remedies producers here in Boulder. And we narrowed it down to one of them, Annie Miller. Uh, and Annie is, She's always been with us. She's like our, uh, she's our wild harvest spirit guide and just a wonderful woman who's incredibly knowledgeable with all things botanical, herbal. Um, and so she created the formulas for the product line that I just uh, referred to. And, um, and then as far as dosages go, you know, we, we kind of look at what's working, what people need or want and, and fit it into um, what those needs are. Mm, I love it. And I love that you refer to your team with first names like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we don't have any employees. It's all coworkers and, mm -hmm. uh, it's very egalitarian over here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now I want to dive into the Ned walks and what they're all about. Yeah. Ned walks are one of my favorite parts. Um, you know, it's kind of an extension of what I mentioned at the beginning of the show, which was um, the group, 
that I had in Central Park, which, you know, it was all us crazy New Yorkers getting out on the weekend into the park. And we'd go farther abroad as well. But it was about reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with our bodies um, and finding that mind body fuel to really drive more creativity, more positivity, more uh, focus, you know, all those things that we look for in a balanced, happy life. Getting outdoors, I've spent the last 10 years now, almost 11, researching why it is that first I felt better whenever I spent time outdoors, and then later on, why it is that the rest of us do as well. And why is it that things like just having a plant on your desk can increase your focus and creativity by as much as 40%. Or why is it that we pay extra for the view of the water? Well, that goes back into our ancestral times. That That's written in our DNA. When we saw water, that meant we could stop walking. That meant that we could build our camp. That meant that we would have life. And so this is all written deep within us and we've gotten so far away from it. We're so disconnected now from nature, from our roots, from our home. Nature was our home for two and a half million years. And it's only in the last 10,000 years, which is nothing on when compared to two and a half million, have we gotten away from nature. And so when we get back into it, amazing things happen almost like, and in, in fact, very similar to taking a drug to, I, I wanted to be able to figure out how I could tap into those feelings, how I could tap into greater focus and creativity, happiness, through a connection with nature. I've never been one for drugs of any kind, and but I do want to be able to alter my state of mind, and for me, that was always nature, and, and for about 85% of the population it is there's a small percentage that nature really doesn't do too much for but uh for the rest of us it's it's a really beautiful thing and so net walks are about getting people outdoors consciously mindfully um it's not just a hike it's you know we're stopping and we're putting our hands in the dirt we're um it's you know we're we're giving energy to trees, uh, super woo-woo. Um, but, you know, it's done in a very fun way. And it's really, you know, what has become called now uh, nature bathing or forest bathing, which is a, um, a Japanese term, shinrin-yoku, which is becoming much more popular. And now doctors in Japan and South Korea, um, Germany, and, and even beginning now here in the States – Doctors are beginning to prescribe time in nature. Mm, that's amazing. Now, is that are you guys organizing those across the U.S. or is that just in Colorado? For now, it's just been in Colorado, um, and they've been a bit sporadic. But um, I could see a time when when they are more widespread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does Adrian live in Colorado as well, or is he living elsewhere? Uh, no, he lives in Denver, so okay. he's about 30 minutes from Boulder, Okay, and um, we see each other pretty much every day. 
Nice, nice. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, now, just as a final wrap-up uh, for today's chat then, Rhett, was there anything else that you wanted to add in relation to your company if or where people can go to check you guys out for more information? Sure, yeah. You know, it's um, it's important to us to be able to tell our story on, you know, podcast platforms. So I just really appreciate it. And, and people can go to www.helloned.com so it's helloned.com uh, that's the website and then on Instagram we're at meetned m-e-e-t-n-e-d um, those are really the best two places to find us mm, very cool very cool so yeah I just want to thank you for taking the time and uh, having today's conversation with me we wrap up every episode of the podcast in the same way and that's just asking you how would you like to be remembered for having helped as many people as possible reconnect with the incredible powers of nature. That's my mission. Mm, I love it. I love it. And it sounds like you are well on your way in that direction. So thank you so much for the way that you show up in this world and the things that you're doing with your business. I really, truly appreciate uh, everything that you shared today. So thank you. Well, thank you again for giving us the platform to spread our story. So thank you very much. You're welcome. All the best there, Rhett. Thank you. You too. Bye, Angela. Bye. That's a wrap, guys. Thanks again for joining me. Now, just wanted to let you know that we did have our gender reveal last weekend, and we are officially having a baby boy, and I was actually pretty surprised all along. I thought that it's going to be a girl, but we're excited. Nonetheless, we're going to be a little crew of boys. So we have my son, who's three and a half, and then another boy will be joining the crew this fall. So anyways, that's my little baby update. Still feeling so-so. Some days are better than others in terms of nausea, headaches, all those kind of things. Like I said, it's been a very different pregnancy than last time. So just riding the waves, doing the best that I can in relation to that. One announcement I had to make sure that I shared with you guys today is we only have a couple spots left for the team and training camp happening in September. So with only a couple spots left, I really, really hope that you jump on board and head on over to teamandtrainingcamps.com. So if you've been going back and forth thinking, oh, I'll just wait until September to sign up, you just never know, right? So if there's no spots left, I would hate that you'd have to wait an entire year. So if you've been on the fence, I really invite you to head on over to teamanstrainingcamp.com. Like I said, only a couple spots left. I would absolutely love to meet you. This weekend is a revolutionary experience where you are going to get to connect with like-minded people. You're going to be able to take your training and nutrition to the next level. You're going to leave with your soul feeling so uplifted with these great connections with people that really understand this lifestyle and really be able to go out and crush those goals because you have the tools and the knowledge that you will gain from such a powerful weekend. So that's it for today, guys. Lots of love from my heart to yours. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having 
having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love, Ange.